0: Hey, 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 everyone. Welcome to the Unbox Your Gift podcast. I'm your host, Rita Joanne. And you know how you find something that you've always wanted to do or life kind of takes you on a certain path. My guest today, Samantha, has been on that path of going to a good school, getting a good degree, getting a good job. And in Samantha's case, her good job was being an accountant, a nice professional role that's going to be secure and get you nice financial security but then life happens and i want you to hear in samantha's words how she took a turn from being an accountant to what she does now i'm not going to spoil the beans samantha welcome to unbox your gift
1: thank you nice to be here
0: wonderful now
1: you want account- to so i am. Uh- yeah yeah please go ahead with a light. Yes, so I uh, started my career in finance, and it really played into at the time my personality strengths. I was a highly structured A-type control freak, and Uh, and so finance really fitted that really well. Uh, I loved it, and um, and proceeded to qualify as an in finance. I worked as a management, and then moved into tax accounting. Like I was just really all about rules and structure and, um, and that was what was the foundation of my career.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And then I had my first, I then I felt pregnant with my first child and, and uh, obviously gave birth to him. I chose, I actually found early parenthood very challenging because I was so highly structured. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, babies don't care. They just don't. <laughs> Yeah. And it was a really big learning opportunity for me to sort of analyze my life, actually, and you know realize that I had no control. Actually, all this kind of illusion of of control that I thought I had wasn't really there. And um, and having children really taught me to go with the flow a bit more, to see my learning opportunities when they came into my life, and and just really how surprising life can be. So. Uh, really opened me up quite a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, we chose and were very lucky to be able to have um, four children in fairly quick succession. So I didn't go back to work um, for a while. And when I thought about, and then we moved countries twice, and you know, we really were life did take a few surprising turns. <laughs> And then we moved back to Australia. So we emigrated when I was six months pregnant um, with my last child. So I had three children under four and was heavily pregnant when we migrated to Australia. And then we moved again to the States and then we came back to Australia. So that was all um, challenging. But, you know, my organisational skills really did come into play.
0: (laughs) Being a mother of four, yeah, absolutely.
1: And moving countries and like settling everyone in and sorting everything out and, you know, whatever. And um, we then came back to the Australia for my oldest child to start high school. And once everyone was home and settled in, I started to look around for something to do. And I didn't really at that point think about something to do for me. Or my only criteria was it wasn't every day. It was school hours. Um, so I could have holidays off, and that's all I cared about. And then um, I worked at our primary school canteen, which was lovely because I still got to see my kids. Um, and I did that for three years, and I took it from a loss-making. Well, I was I took it from a loss-making proposition to a profit. And after three years, decided to leave that. My children had left the school, so it really wasn't ticking that box for me either. And I started to actually think about, what do I want to do? What have I found important in my life? Um, And I started to think about having my children as being one of the most transformational moments of my life. And I had a doula at all of my births. And it's that support, I feel, that really...
0: One point for a second. Sorry to interrupt you. Sure. A doula is spelled D-O-U-L-A. Now I hadn't heard of a doula. What is a
1: doula? Correct. So a doula is. You're right. It's actually a Greek term. Um, it's a Greek term for certain, oddly enough, um, but it has come to mean yeah. So, um, but doula in this sense is they sort of describe it as mothering the mother and. It is a practical and emotional support role for women and couples in birth. So it is, yeah, so it's not like a midwife, where a midwife is responsible for, some some aspects are similar, so there is like a a Venn diagram of overlap, if you like, Uh, but the midwife is primarily responsible for your health and the health of your baby, and they also work for the hospital. So a doula comes in, a doula is independent, so I work for the woman or the couple, mm-hmm. um, and I, we do some sort of, we connect during pregnancy and we do some education and we do some birth planning and we really set, I really try and set the, I normally work with couples. I haven't had many single, um, single women as clients. Uh, so I'll just say couples. So it's less confusing. Yeah. <laughs> so I normally work with a couple, uh, in pregnancy, um, and we do some education, we connect, we do some birth planning, and I really sort of walk them through their options, and I help them make their choices, or I lay their choices out and they make their, their decision. So I don't give them any advice as such, but I, I do make them aware, like, if you don't know your options, you don't have any, you know? Oh, I love that. So... Uh, so <laughs> So, and then I am on call for my clients around the time of their birth, normally for two weeks before up to two weeks after, and then I attend their birth with them, wherever that is, home, hospital, birth center,
0: Wow! whatever,
1: and I provide emotional and practical support during their birth for both the mum and the dad, actually, and then I have, depending on the services that I book, but I also provide some postnatal support as well. Okay.
0: So a doula is a practical. So does a mid, obviously a doctor is there if they go to hospital to deliver the baby, but do you yeah. also perform your role with a mid, like if someone decides to go with a mid instead of a doctor, are you also included in that? Yeah. Okay. Okay.
1: Yes. Oh. Yes. Yeah, so I'm in the room um, with the midwife or even if they have a, if they go to private, I mean, I've um, had clients deliver in all sorts of situations. So even when they have an OB, they're normally they're normally cared for by midwives during the majority of their labour. And then the OB will sort of be monitoring and they'll come in at the, at the pushing stage, if you like, and they help manage that situation. Okay, And I'm there for all of it, yes. And I, so I work with OBs and midwives. and
0: that's So that's really astounding. So <laughs> you were an accountant and then you had four little babies and then... <laughs> Transformation of those yes. little souls into your life—you experience what it is to have a doula, and so why yes. does being a, like it's so different from being an accountant? Like, basically accounting is more predictable. But like, how did that happen? Exactly right.
1: It's a massive shift. Yes. It's a massive shift. I think probably because the impact on the impact I experienced with my own births. Was really profound and the support that I had the support that my husband had as well actually during our labors was just incredible and it and it really when you give birth it's one of the most profound experiences of your life mm. and and getting myself that support so one thing I know I'm really good at is research and and throwing resources at something like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, like, I I, approach, I feel like I approached my first birth quite analytically, like I did a lot of research, I did a lot of courses, and I threw as much support as I could at it, <laughs> Yeah, with my accounting head on probably, like my highly structured, right, this is how we're going to do it. Yep. But birth is a really transformational event, and you kind of have to go to parts of yourself that you don't even know exist. Mm -hmm. to do it. Mm -hmm. And the support that I received, I was so lucky with my doula in the UK, I have to say. She was completely amazing. Mm -hmm. And her support during that time had such a massive impact on me and my experiences that I would really, I feel really blessed to be able to hopefully provide the same sort of support to other women.
0: That's fantastic. So now you're actually running your own gig now. So rather than being employed by someone else, you are your own businesswoman or small businesswoman who does her own thing, sets her own hours, has her own lifestyle, does the work that brings her meaning and joy. How did you... Yes. Like that's a whole different mentality from becoming an employee to now being an entrepreneur. There's yes a shift. How has that been yeah. for the transition?
1: Yes. Yeah. It's been great, actually. I love... Um, I still love learning. And setting up a new business in this kind of digital age yeah. is um, it's amazing. Like, I've made my own website from scratch. Like, I sort of yeah. sat down for two days, and most of that time was actually just faffing around looking at images and deciding which pictures to put up. <laughs> <laughs> nice. But um, oh, endless rabbit holes of like, you know, you can just go down yes. with image selection, I think.
0: Yeah. And,
1: um, but yeah, so I really, really enjoy learning to put up a website. Uh, Networking in what I have discovered to be a very vibrant birth working community in Sydney, um, Mm. which I never knew existed. Yeah, so I've found some, I've made great relationships with other doulas and I found myself a mentor, um, which I convinced to adopt me. (laughs) And Mm. blogging, which is something I've never done, which I've started to do. Uh, yeah, I really love it. I really love it. So, and thinking about... Was it a scary... Thinking job? about lifestyle, I did think about doula. No, actually. Because I guess I don't put food on our table. You know, like, it's not... My, my husband works. So, although I do make... Great, you know, I, but I only really take... At the moment, I only take two clients. Uh, so I can... But, you know, I know doulas who take many more... Uh, so, but I know that I did consider doula work earlier in my life, but my children were little and we being expats, we had very little support locally. Mm -hmm. Uh, so now my children are older. They're between 12 and 17. Oh, wow. And I can just walk out the door. I actually had, uh, two weeks ago, I had a three day birth that I attended Mm -hmm. and I walked out of the house on, (laughs) on the Tuesday and I did not see my kids until Friday. Oh, Wow.
0: (laughs) Wow, okay. And it's
1: great for me. So my children are self-sufficient and old enough. Uh, I do know doulas who have younger children and they really do manage with the support of their community. So it's not something that you have to wait to do. Um, But as an expat, it was something that I... And we were moving so often as well, so it's something that I really chose to wait for.
0: Okay, all right. So in other words, if you're wanting to be a doula, in in your experience and every experience is different, if someone who was wanting to go into, onto that path, do you think you would have to have, like you said, someone else in the household who is bringing in the income, the food on the table, so that you can go and do that? Is that? A, do you think that's a requirement?
1: I don't think so. I know that many, um, just in general, entrepreneurs who start their own service-based business have another day job to start with because mm-hmm. switching over income streams, it really takes a while to get your... Um, to get your profile up and running, to you know, to really start getting some momentum with your work.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: Uh, so I think just generally that's the case. Like you have, you, often you have your day job and then you build it up on the side. Yeah, build your own business up on the side, sort of thing, until it kind of comes to a, it has enough, sort of you know enough momentum going to be able to switch over. Yeah. Um, but. Yeah, so I don't, I don't think that's the case. I chose to t- do the work, oddly enough, is entirely unregulated. So I did not have to do a course. To, I could have just decided to call myself a doula and start working. Yeah. Um, but I chose to do a course. So I did a six-month course here in Sydney at, um, at a college.
0: Right. So,
1: you know, and it was part-time. So many people decided, you know, were also working at the time
0: mm-hmm. that they did that. Okay.
1: All right. So now that's really interesting for me because you did a six month
0: program. You uh, to qualify as doula, which you don't have to do, you know, it's an unregulated industry. No. Um, but the fact that you chose to go from being something so strict and structured to being a doula, I wonder when you made that decision, did you ever have a fear of, well, what about the fact that it's not going to be seen as... As respected as an accountant, now not saying that's not, but in the in the whole reason why we all go to school is so that we can have a really good mark to get to a really good job at the end of the day, and did you feel like a sense of something was lost, that you're going to miss out on something that you had worked all those years to attain being an accountant, and now you're going into do you know what i mean
1: I uh, know absolutely what you mean uh, so I did not feel that, actually. I, one of the wonderful things about being in my later 40s is I kind of let go of a lot of preconceptions or you know, society's expectations, and it really felt right for me, and it's something I'm so passionate about that I didn't have... I, didn't, I just don't worry about external sort of perceptions of where I'm at or what I'm doing or the choices I'm making. Yeah. You know, I'm doing something I completely love, and supporting people, at, supporting couples at such a beautiful, beautiful time of their life that, um, that yeah, it doesn't bother me at all. That's, that's so I have this great finance degree. It's complete. You know, education is never wasted either.
0: So, yeah. you know. Yeah. Oh, I love that. I love that education is never wasted. Was there any a time, because I know you've had four little babies that, you know, kind of instilled mm-hmm. a, a doula, but I want to go back to a point in a moment in time, Sam, where, you know, when sometimes some, somebody regrets doing something, and then you think back, and you go, at what point did I have a feeling of, I shouldn't do this, and I did it. But conversely with you, there was a point in time when you wanted to change, and you wanted to become a doula, even before you went and set out to do the six-month course and before you got your first client, was there a moment in time when you thought, I could possibly do this? before any business, any website began for you. Was there a point like that? So what made me make the leap? Is that what you're asking? Yeah, at what point did you have the first thought that I could probably become a doula?
1: I thought about it on and (laughs) off for years, actually. It sort of would just drift through my mind because actually, so with my births, I had three babies in the UK. And then, like I said, we moved to Australia in, uh, I was heavily pregnant. And I booked a doula while I was in the UK to be at my delivery or to, you know, connect with once we'd arrived here. And I was really let down by her. So I had three amazing doula experiences. And then I had a pretty, can I say crappy, ordinary wow. kind of, you know, experience. Wow. Um, yeah, so she actually left in the middle of my labor and never returned because she had an issue with her child. I know. I know. Oh, my <laughs> goodness. Luckily I had amazing, amazing midwife support. Oh my goodness. But it was so shocking. Like it was, it, she left her jacket at my house and she never, after two years later, I threw it out. Like I kept it for two years in case she came back. Oh my God. That's insane. Yeah. It was, it was complete. everyone, and particularly Doolas, I tell this story to, they, they make a very similar face to the one you just made. Like it is so incredible that they would, that anyone would do that. Like, what do you mean? What do you mean that happened? <laughs> Yeah. So, uh, so was <laughs> that what you
0: thought like when that doula left?
1: So, kind of, so how do we, Oh well, I was heavily in labour at the time. I was like, I didn't even, I don't know. So, like I was doing me at that point. Like, <laughs> well thing. However, so I think having had those two very different experiences of support. So my UK doula was so amazing. I loved. Her. I had all of my three births in England and then I've had this devastating experience I think that is really what once I started to think about I wonder what I'll do with myself when I start to return to work Mm. that's one thing that did come to my mind actually I would love to be able to provide the experience that I had the great experience that I had versus women feeling isolated or let down in labor like it's
0: yeah. yeah. Okay. It was, it was and, pretty
1: bad.
0: <laughs> when you had that thought at that time, I'd love to be a doula and to provide those fantastic experiences. Yep. How how long was it until you actually made the like you actually went for it? Like, what was the time gap? So I'm going to say it was
1: probably about probably about six or seven years. Like it would. Wow. It would, because we moved such a lot, and I had so many. I had four kids in four and a half years, right? So there was, oh, yeah. there was a lot going on in, yeah. for a while. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then once I kind of resurfaced, maybe when, uh, maybe when my uh, baby started primary school and we were living in Seattle at the time, I thought about it, but um, it wasn't really an option for me. Like I said, we were expats. We didn't have much community support. It's not mm-hmm. really something you can do with young children if you don't have that. Okay. Uh, so we, when we returned back to Australia and I really started to think, what am I going to do now that for me, you know, like I took the school gig really so that I could see my kids more often at Mm. school. That was really cool. And then once they left primary school, I was like, what am I going to do? What about, this is my time now. What do I want to do? Really? Fantastic. And then a girlfriend of mine actually said, do you want to do this course? I was like, yes. Yes, you know I do. So we, she knew about my doula stories and all that kind of thing. I actually did the course with, um, with a very good friend of mine who I now collaborate with as a doula.
0: Oh, great. So at the point where you decided to do and did, you did the course, how long was that period? What was the time frame there?
1: Oh, it was a few weeks. Great, great. It and was like, so she said, do you want to do this course with me? I said, yes, we booked in, and then we were up. Like,
0: yeah. And the reason why I'm asking that question because it's really important because there's always a moment in time where you have an idea of a thought that I want to do this, but there is always this hesitancy I find that people have and it takes the time to get over the hesitation, the doubt, the disillusion, the am I enough, am I good enough, can I do it, all those thoughts that get in the way. And everyone is different, which is why I wanted to know from you from the point where your friend said, let's do this, and you're like, yay, because that's when you're ready you know, physically and lifestyle-wise and the kids were old enough and you were steady in your location, that you were able to make that leap. And for you it was a few weeks, which I find amazing, but you had a percolating in your mind for all those years before.
1: I'll tell you one good thing about having four kids. So one good thing about having four children is it makes you a really quick decision-maker because you have no time. (laughs) So I've managed over the years to really dial into my gut and my instinct, and I think that's something that is um, really, really helpful and useful in my dual work as well. Actually, what is, a, that is when something's right, I just it's
0: a yes. Yeah. What, <laughs> what a gift! That's a huge gift. Well, I just want to say, Sam, I had you on today because I really wanted people to see your transition and how you found the gift of helping people in that very transformational stage in their life of giving birth, what a beautiful time that is. And it's stressful, I'm sure it's stressful, as much as it's beautiful, it's also very stressful for you to be able to help. Well, it's um,
1: stressful for me or stressful for them?
0: Oh, I think for both parties, wouldn't it be stressful for you? Because the woman's stress? I know I would be, really I would so. but I would be stressing out going, oh my God. <laughs>
1: So one great, another great thing about having uh, my children is I'm super clear on boundaries and the women I support, I'm all in, but it's their birth and it's their decisions and it's their experience and not mine. Wow. So, you know, I, I, I connect with them. I do. I, so I'm very careful about who I work with. I only want to support um, like people that are the right fit, people that I feel that we make have a good connection. Otherwise, it's no good for them. And I don't want that. Yeah, yeah yeah um and and yes yeah, so, but i am very clear like it's like we're, we've become very close but it's all their experience oh i love that so, and, um, the, and it's, it's a stressful time but they feel like they get the right support yeah. right
0: yeah no no that, that's what's key the right support because i always think to myself yeah. when i give birth and i'm there like, I'm going to be like, all cold, and the baby's going to be in my arms, and I'm just going to be like, what do I do next? <laughs> and the baby's crying, and oh, I don't know what to do, <laughs> you know? I can
1: but, recommend some great doulas in Canberra when the time comes. Just oh, give me a little thank
0: call. You. I appreciate <laughs> like, I do. I appreciate that because I never knew they existed. But if someone's living mm. in the UK, Sam, and they want to be able to get to know more of what you do and be able to contact you, where would they be able to go?
1: So, I'm actually based in Sydney now. Oh, um, so they can go to my website and that's. Then... Sorry, I
0: didn't know that I thought you were still in the UK.
1: So, we moved around a lot and we ended up coming back to Australia. Okay, <laughs> okay great. So, you're this is so where we like it the best. Fantastic. So, where yeah. can they go? So, I'm based in Sydney. Uh, they can go to my website, which is uh, samanthagundula.com. Uh, so that, I think you'll probably put, will you reference it on the yeah, on your absolutely podcast absolutely. information absolutely Gun has two ends and like you said Doula is D O U L A beautiful
0: so Samantha Gun Doula dot com mm-hmm. right? yeah beautiful. so we'll put that on the the description at below the podcast. I just want to say, Sam, thank you so much. I've I, When I read your, your story about how you moved from where you were to where you are now, I felt really inspired because you just really went out for something that really gave you meaning, which is all we're trying to do when we set yeah. out to find our gift in the world, is just what gives me meaning, what gives me fulfilment, yeah. what, what lights me up. And... And I cannot yeah. wait, you're actually speaking at the Doula
1: Conference in September. Yes, I am. Ooh. So I'm doing my partner, So not my partner, but the woman I mentioned, um, Ellen. So Eleanor and I are speaking, are doing a pitch on, or a talk rather, on our first year in professional practice.
0: Wow. How exciting is that? Yeah. That's very cool. Well, congratulations yeah, yeah. on that speaking gig. Awesome for you, and I want to thank you so much for joining me on the Unbox Your Gift podcast. I hope that um, thank you, Samantha's gems of how she's got and how casual she really is. It's, your gift is something that comes from within you, and you'll always know. Just like you said, if you trust your yeah. gut, it's just that decision you have to make. You just mm. moment. Thank you again, Sam.
1: Exactly. You have to trust yourself. Like no worries. Oh, no, please Thank
0: go you for ahead.
1: having me. No, please go ahead. Oh, I was going to say, there's one story. My husband, when we moved to Seattle, uh, my husband was working a lot in Hong Kong at the time and he got kind of headhunted by Microsoft and he said, oh, how about we move to Seattle? And I was like, are you kidding? Are you kidding? And he was, um, oh, it'll be great, love. I'll be home every night to bath the bar for kids and I'll do this, and I'll do that and it'll be amazing. And I'm doing all my research because that's what I like to do. And I'm like, highest suicide rate in America. And <laughs> <laughs> it's, no, it rains all the time. It'll be like being in England. Like, no. <laughs> and, many years ago, and many years ago, I made, like, he's, uh, my husband is um, a techie, so he writes software. And all he ever reads is these, like, math books or software books, or, like, he really does love what he does. You know, he also loves doing what he does. Yeah. And I've got him to read maybe five non-technical or non-mathematical books in the 20-something years we've lived together. And one of them was a book called Yes Man, which was written by a British comic. It was made into a very, very average American movie. But it's all about this guy who just says yes to everything. And he's like, let's do this. And I was like, no. And he went, just say yes, baby. (laughs) Because he really wanted to do it and it was fine. But <laughs> so I was like, right, the one book I get you to read bites me on the backside. <laughs> and um and I and I thought at the time it's the stuff you don't do, like if you, if you think you want to do something and you don't do it, that's what you regret. Like yeah. if you do it and it fails, so what? You've learned some lessons and you move on.
0: Yeah. Yeah. You well,
1: know? And so we moved to America, had a great time and then came back.
0: And right. no suicide, no suicide.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Thank
0: God. Thank no, God. God. <laughs>
1: It okay. it's
0: always so great that We actually had a beautiful time. Wonderful. <laughs> I've also just got to say, Sam, during our conversation, I don't know if it's on your side, but there is like this time delay that's happening, which is why sometimes I'm interrupting you. And it's not intentional. It's just because there's a time delay on this. And I don't know why. It's never happened before. So I'm not sure why the technology is kind of happy. Oh. This morning. But, um, but thank you once again for being on the program. I'm
1: oh, excited. <laughs> not at all thank you just say yes i guess it's my key if you're if you're giving a message to
0: you, just say yes i love that thank you for ending on that guys and we'll see you next time on the unbox you give podcast take care <laughs>